0: this is Disturbing the Beast Podcast. I am your host, Brent Hardy. Welcome to the program. Man, we have a ton of stuff going on. And you know what? Here's the thing. If you hear something on my podcast that your media is not telling you, then you need to find a new media source. I'm going to come out and just say that right now because I am sick and tired of having discussions with people online, people who claim to disagree with me, and they're not even up to par. They are not even up to par. Why is my computer making noises? Stop it. They are not even up to par. They really aren't. Like, we'll tell them, oh, yeah. Like, I, I just got an argument with the other day about a lady who was talking about how Trump was a Russian agent. Folks, we spent two years and $36 million to see if Trump was a Russian agent, and they had nothing. Absolutely nothing. What we do know is it was a made-up nonsense. That's what came out. It was literally made up. It was made up as an excuse as to why Hil- Hillary lost, and it was just it was bullcrap. The whole thing was bullcrap. but well, we know it was bullcrap. But here we are, nine months into the Biden presidency, and this lady's still telling me that Trump was a Russian agent. It's like, dude, get, get, get your head above the sand. Okay, get your head above the sand. Okay, because what people say is happening and what is happening are just completely different things. Okay, let me tell you something. Here we are, nine months into the Biden presidency, right? Nine months into the Biden presidency. And what do we got? Okay, remember, Biden was supposed to be the great unifier right? He was supposed to bring this country together. It was divided under Trump. Everybody just hated him, blah, blah. The truth is the media divided it under Trump, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, but Biden was supposed to be this great unifier. And what do we got? Britain's not talking to us over the whole Afghanistan thing. Okay. It took their prime minister 48 hours to get on the phone with our president, just so he can ask, what the heck are you guys doing in Afghanistan? We have soldiers there too. What are you guys doing? Okay, Britain's not talking to us. France, France, our oldest ally, okay, our first ally and our oldest ally recalled their ambassador for the first time ever over a botched arms deal with Australia. We shared nuclear submarine secrets with Australia and that upset France. Okay, a lot of you probably wouldn't care about that, but the point is though is Biden's not unifying anybody, right? NATO is about to collapse due to Biden ignoring the heads of NATO. He's been ignoring them. Okay, it's about to collapse and now they don't trust us. They're actually talking about booting us out of NATO and starting their own European League. Biden was supposed to be compassionate, would never put people in cages in the border. Did he even bother, I'm sorry, he didn't even bother building a place for them. Now there are 15,000 people living under the Del Rio Bridge in Texas. Is AOC gonna go down to the border in Texas and cry under that bridge too? She's going to go there and pull some stunt? 15,000 people living under a bridge in Texas. And nobody cares. At least no Democrats care. And by the way, 15,000 is a drop in the bucket of how many people are attempting or are crossing the border every day. We're talking like 200,000 a month. Okay? Are you awake yet? Has your media told you any of this? We were promised under the Biden administration, that the economy would come roaring back, that everything will be brought back, we'll beat COVID and everything will be great. Meanwhile, we have 11 million unfilled jobs. There are 90 ships, 90 ships waiting in the ocean right now to unload at the uh, LA Harbor. 90 ships. Under Trump, one ship waiting in the harbor was one too many. They're bringing them in and unloading them as fast as they can and getting them back out. 90 ships. Some ships have been out there for a month waiting to just be unloaded. But we can't get people back to work. That's what's happening. We can't get truck drivers. We can't get people that are willing to come and just do the work. Why? Because they get paid more to sit at home and do nothing. Cut off their benefits. That's the answer to that. Just cut off their benefits. Enough's enough. Stop giving them uh, their unemployment benefits. Say, hey, as long as there's available jobs, you need to go back to work. Okay, we're printing money to pay for welfare. The Dow dropped 600 points last week because we were worried about a financial collapse in China. And apparently we owe debt to them and that dropped our Dow dramatically. We actually, not apparently, we do owe a lot of debt to them. (sighs) Biden was supposed to unite us, right? He was supposed to unite us and 57% of Democrats now think Trump supporters are the biggest threat to America. 57% of Democrats. 56% of Democrats think the biggest threat is anti-vaxxers, who they also think are Trump supporters for some reason. Remember, folks, it was Trump that came up or actually helped uh, pave the way so the vaccine could be developed in record time. He himself got it and encourages people at his rallies to get it. Okay, your problem is not anti-vaxxers and Trump people, and they're not the same person. There's no reason to believe they are. It's just made-up crap. Trump was the dictator, remember that? Trump was a dictator as Biden forces businesses to their knees over, t- over vax mandates and tells 100 million Americans that his patience is running thin. That's very unifying. Thanks, Dad. Gas prices are higher than ever, and we are no longer energy independent. Okay, remember, gas prices are up over 70-something percent since January. Since Biden took office and undid so many policies that Trump put in order, we are no longer an energy independent nation. Now we have to buy oil from people who oppress other people, people who oppress gays and women. That's who we're buying oil from. And remember, he shut down our pipeline right away. Right, That was one, things, well, that was one of the first things he did. Okay, despite the fact that we're still drilling for oil in Canada and Alaska instead of just having a nice pipeline to cut the cost and help everybody out, now we're shipping it by truck and by train to the refineries. He stopped that. But he had no problem signing off on some deal in Europe allowing Russia to have a pipeline, which essentially now holds Europe hostage to Russia. Who's the Russian agent now? Why is he helping Russia out more than he's helping out Americans? Biden was supposed to be for the working man. But only if you're in a union. And of course, he's for the working man as long as you could tolerate inflation and food shortages. If you guys haven't noticed that yet, there's been shortages everywhere. I was just told today that there's a national shortage on pizza boxes now. Everything. It's, it starts with that kind of stuff, right? It starts with the minor things that are just a minor inconvenience, but it starts growing. If you don't cut the snake, if you don't cut the head off the snake right away, shortages just keep getting worse. Right? So pizza boxes, you might laugh at that now, but six months from now, it might be pizza. It might be sausage. It might be bacon. It might be all sorts of things. Schools. Schools are run by the teachers' union now, not the boards, not the school boards or the parents. Okay? When you give the teachers' union a voice, you give them power. Violent crime is through the roof. The military has no accountability. Biden, for crying out loud, was handed peace in the Middle East, but the historic peace deal is now in shambles as we back to pleasing Iran and giving equipment to terrorists now. Because that's what we're doing. Apparently, we're back to giving equipment to terrorists. And Americans, despite what you might be hearing, Americans were left behind in Afghanistan. So where are you at, Biden supporters? Where are you at, people who thought Trump was anti-women? Remember the Women's March in 2017? right? Trump gets sworn in the office and immediately there's this huge women's march all over the nation. Biden or Trump was supposed to be this terrible person who's against women, against women's rights and all this stuff. You honestly think if he was against women's rights that his wife would tolerate that? Um, But the whole thing is just stupid, right? I mean, it's like, really? Like his wife would have put up with that? So where are you at, Biden supporters? You know, the Biden administration just started a thing where they're trying to get banks to report uh, the, the financial information of anyone who has over $600 in their checking account, which is pretty much everybody, right? Even if you're paycheck to paycheck, at some point you get paid and you have over $600 in your checking account. They want banks to report that to the IRS. Meanwhile, he's expanding funding for the IRS, expanding staffing for the IRS, expanding their ability to uh, conduct audits and everything else. And he's asking your bank to spy on you. I'll tell you right now, if you have a big bank, if you're part of like Bank of America or or one of those, um, I would get out of there because big banks are just going right along with it. They don't care. It's your little, it's your small town banks. It's your smaller banks are the ones that are actually fighting it for you other the ones are actually putting out the emails and asking people to contact their congressmen and trying to get Congress to put a stop to this. But he's essentially, Biden's essentially weaponizing the IRS against whoever is outspoken. I wouldn't be surprised as this podcast gets more and more popular if I am somehow or at some point just a subject of an audit. I guarantee it's going to happen because that's how they get you. I've talked about this before, right? The birth of tyranny starts with the creation of tons of laws and regulations. That's how it happens. Because you put so many laws on the books and so many regulations that somebody is always breaking something whether they realize it or not. Okay, that's how that works. So when somebody is outspoken, it's really easy to just take a look at them and find a reason to put them in jail or find a reason to get him in trouble or find a reason to put them in financial ruin so they can no longer be outspoken. That's the whole point of it. And that's what they're doing. Now they're getting your own bank to spy on you. But again, if your media is not talking about this, then you need to find new media. Hey folks, there's a lot of people these days that are fleeing California and starting new lives elsewhere. And my friends Brian and Kim did just that. They flew off to Idaho and they started a whole new life and a whole new business. I want you guys to check out grandmaspantrypocatello.com for custom jams and jellies that are out of this world okay i went up there to visit a couple months ago did a little bit of bear hunting and i got to try i fell off my diet and i got to try a lot of their stuff man it is amazing they have everything from spicy jams and jellies to sweet to sugar-free whatever you need And with the holidays coming up if you want to introduce unique flavors to your cooking and unique flavors to your hors d'oeuvres check out grandma's pantrypocatello.com that's grandma's pantrypocatello.com All right, and we're back. Well, I don't know why I keep saying we're back because uh, Josh isn't here. Josh, Josh, if you're listening to this, buddy, we miss you. Where is Josh? Can somebody please tell me where Josh is? I've legit invited Josh to every the last couple podcasts and I don't know what happened to him because he. we took this break, right? And I explained in the last podcast why we we haven't been recording for a while. And then we come back and apparently he got a life. Like, I don't know where it came from. He just, he's suddenly too busy. I, I asked him the other day. He's like, yeah, I'm at a cigar lounge with friends. Josh, you don't have any friends. What happened to you? Dude, we can't even call you Josh anymore. It's formerly Josh. Right? And then, and then today I texted him. I was like, hey man, why don't you, I, I used to be able to do this last minute, folks. I used to be able to do this last minute. I used to be able to just text Josh within like an hour, hour and a half. But hey man, you busy? want to come record an episode with me? I'm like yeah sure whatever. Now I texted him. He's like, "Yeah, I'm going to be like in this town all week, and I won't be there." What are you doing? Wh- when didn't you find a life and didn't bring me along with you, buddy? I'm a little crushed. I'm a little put out. We miss you. This podcast is so serious without you helping me be funny about it. My gosh. Ugh, speaking of funny, so um, so Gabby Petito's assumed murder. Brian Landry is still on the run, but don't worry, folks don't worry. Uh, we have called in our greatest assets to find him. That's right, folks. We made the call. Dog the Bounty Hunter is on the case. That's right. Dog the Bounty Hunter is going to get him. Which is actually funny because um, at first it was I kind of laughed about it, but today or yesterday it was he announced that he actually found a campsite about 60 miles from his parents' house where he looks like Brian Landry had stayed. I don't know what his evidence was that he was there, but he actually found the campsite. I don't know if the FBI got that good. Okay, so he, he might actually find him. I don't know, but can you imagine that? Like you're running from the law, you're worried about the FBI, the NSA, every law enforcement in the country, every sheriff's office, every police, everybody, every security guard. Your your face is plastered all over the place, and the person that finds you is dog the Pounty, bounty. I'm sorry, dog the bounty hunter with a can of pepper spray and some zip ties. Yeah, I, I, I would be pretty embarrassed. I'd be pretty embarrassed if that were me. I'm not going to lie. I'd be like, oh, man, I outsmarted all these people with so many great resources, and I just forgot about Dog the Bounty Hunter, man. He got me. He got me. But hey, you know what? If he finds him, great. Let's find this guy. Let's get it over with. Um, Let's let's get him the justice if we can. Um, Honestly, I think I wouldn't be surprised at this point if he at least attempts suicide or tries to kill himself or he already has at some point. He may never turn up. He may never turn up. He might be shark food. Who knows? Um, other things in the news, uh, R. Kelly has been found guilty on all counts of sex trafficking and racketeering. Good. Goodbye. Nobody cares. Never really liked your music anyways. Here's the one that's pretty upsetting to me. It's pretty, uh, frustrating. So New York has jumped all in with super crazy with this whole, um, vaccine mandate thing, um, for all their medical professionals. And it kind of raises a bunch of red flags because essentially New York is going to fire I believe tomorrow or coming up soon, about 70,000 medical professionals for not getting the shot. 70,000. And then they're going to turn around and bring in the National Guard to help fill that role of all those medical professionals who are suddenly going to be fired and not have a job anymore. So let me get this straight, New York Democrats. First, you're going to create a crisis. No, I'm sorry. First, there's going to be a crisis. And then you're going to... Um, capitalize on that crisis, right? Tell people that you're the best people for the job to fight this crisis. And now you're going to create an additional crisis. And not only are you going to have tons of people suddenly filing, thousands of people filing for unemployment and suddenly be without a job, suddenly not paying taxes or anything like that to your state or to the federal government. And then you're going to bring in the National Guard to help solve the problem that you're creating. Is that right? Is that what I'm hearing? Because that makes a lot of sense, right? But let's real. I mean, does anything ever really make sense to the left? I mean, I guess in their mind it does, right? I mean, but I, I, it absolutely amazes me the the mental gymnastics people go through just to justify something. I mean, even now, right, even now with my more liberal friends, just that total anti-Trumpers, the people who just hated Donald Trump, they, they are going through leaps and bounds trying to justify anything Biden's doing right now. And it's almost hilarious. Actually, if it wasn't so sad, it'd be funny. It really would be. Um, I'm just, it's its embarrassing to watch. It's sad to watch. These people just, just go out of their way. And like Afghanistan, for example, Afghanistan. Okay, they're like, well, he was following Trump's plan. First of all, no, he most certainly was not. Okay, but that's what they do. They go straight to like, well, this was Trump's plan. It's Trump's idea. This is Trump's fault. It's all Trump's fault. Nobody wants to take responsibility for this. Okay, nobody. But when one man who was actually a Marine officer, right? Lieutenant, Um, uh, what was his name? Ch-ch-ch- Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller um, was a Marine officer who came out and asked for accountability, right? He, he, he went straight up to the top. He, he put out a video, and said to the top, okay, we need some accountability, right? There are people who are now suffering in Afghanistan. There are women who are suffering, people who had to be smuggled out for crying out loud, The Afghani women's soccer team, each player was promised to a different leader of the Taliban. And they had to be smuggled out. Not by the United States. Oh no, it was private nonprofit organizations that had to smuggle them out. So where is the party of women and women's rights? Right? Why wasn't our great champion for women, Joe Biden, out there rescuing these women before it got to this? Saving these people. Getting our interpreters and their families out. Getting any high-ranking woman in government or any woman uh, who was had any type of status in, in Afghanistan out of there, knowing that they would be a target. For crying out loud, the, the Afghani women's soccer team, and back in September 2nd, the Wall Street Journal put out a story saying that they knew they had to get out, they had to get out early, and they had to burn their jerseys. They did not want any identifying information that they were indeed members of the soccer team because each member was, like I said, promised to a different leader in the Taliban. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting what they let happen over there. But again, what we see and what we hear are two different things. Right? Isn't that that what they always do? Like, Democrat Party, I mean, great. This whole podcast has pretty much been, I'm going to bash Democrats. But let me tell you something. If you're a conservative commentator or a fan of conservative commentators, Joe Biden his administration essentially is the gift that keeps on giving. Right? We get so riled up. We get so frustrated with all this. But it's true. Okay? And All we can do, people who supported Trump and fellow conservatives and stuff, like all we can really do is look at all this and look at our Democrat friends and look at our um, liberal leaders and stuff and be like, hey, we told you so. We told you so. Joe Biden was probably one of the most corrupt vice presidents in American history. There was no reason now he should have been allowed to be president. But here we are, watching things just fall apart. Speaking of that, so uh, there was a story the other day where Costco uh, is already limiting toilet paper again right? They're limiting uh, toilet paper per household, which means we may actually be looking at another toilet paper shortage and people may be panic buying and just clearing out shelves and stuff again. Please do not do that. Do not panic buy. Do not clear out shelves. Get what you need, right? Don't get me wrong. Don't get what you need. Um, I wouldn't be against getting an extra package. That's what I told my wife. I'm like, hey, we're going to buy because we have a big family. So we buy toilet paper on a regular basis. I'm like, hey, buy the big bundles, but go ahead and buy an extra one, you know, just in case. Right. So, but I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that, but obviously don't be like, well, I'm going to buy all 10 packages on the shelf. And then these three packages over here for this other brand, you know, no, don't do that. Okay. Buy what you need. Okay. And that's it. Same thing with canned food, same thing with other things. I mean, just, just do what you got to do and, and stuff, but don't panic buy. If you're sitting on your butt because um, getting unemployment is um, making you more money than actually going out and getting a job, don't do that either. You're hurting us. You're hurting our neighbor. You're hurting your neighbors. You're hurting our economy. You're hurting everybody. Go out and get a job. If you're a truck driver, especially if you got that Class A license, man, go to work. We need you. We need all of you guys. Right? And this is not that I want to see Biden succeed, but I don't want to see our our country fail. So get out there. Get to work. Sorry, that was a little kind of a side note there, man. But I had to, I had to put that out there. So, anyways, a Lieutenant Colonel. Uh, Stuart Scheller, the Marine officer who uh, who uh, basically was outspoken, was actually arrested. Um, I don't know what charges all. All he really did, according to his parents, was all our son did is ask the questions that everybody was asking themselves, but they were too scared to speak out loud, um, said his dad. He was thinking for accountability, or he was asking for accountability. In fact, I think he even asked for an apology that we made mistakes, but they couldn't do that. Which is mind blowing. It's amazing to me that this guy who just simply spoke out and said, Hey, there was mistakes made in Afghanistan and people should be held accountable. People actually should just, he, he wasn't asking that people like resign or go to prison or something, but there should be apologies, right? Somebody should step forward and say, Hey, yeah, we made a mistake. We didn't see this happening. Our intel was bad, whatever it was. My bad. I'll own it. Um, but we're going to move forward. You know, that would be more acceptable than just doing what we got now right? Where General Milley just goes around and does whatever he wants. Speaking of General Milley, oh my gosh. So I heard this interview with Donald Trump the other day. Uh, it was actually being interviewed by Glenn Beck. And Donald Trump, he knew General Milley and he immediately called the guy a dope. He's like, let me tell you when I knew this guy was a dope. He talked about um, back in June of 2020 when Antifa and BLM basically laid siege on the White House. They burnt down a guard tower. Um, about 50 Secret Service agents were hurt that night. Um, you know Donald Trump had to go into a bunker. All liberals came out the next morning. Was calling him a bunker bitch and all this other stuff. Um, very stupid. But the next day is when he goes down. And he marches down in front of a church that Antifa burned out. He held up a Bible and said, "In America, we don't burn churches." Uh, General Milley walked with him, and then the very next day, General Milley is apologizing for walking with him. And Donald Trump recalled that he remembered that. I mean, the guy was sharp. Okay, I, I he wasn't a great public speaker. He wasn't great at a lot of things, but he was sharp. He remembered that, and he's like, "This guy's a dope." <laughs> you right? That's that's how he described him. This guy's a dope, okay? Uh, he didn't have a whole lot of respect for General Milley. He didn't fire him. Uh, he let him kept, keep working. But um, yeah, he after that, he didn't have a whole lot of respect for the guy. The other thing is when they're planning, the other story he tells about General Milley is when they're planning their evacuation from Afghanistan, when when Donald Trump started this process, I think in 2019, 2020, or whatever, because you know, as I told you guys before, he was the one that really stopped, started asking the question of why are we even there anymore? What's the mission? Okay, it's time to get out. Okay. Uh, General Milley was talking about how Donald Trump said, I want all the equipment out, right? Every weapon, every bullet, every tent, every plane, everything. And General Milley tried telling him that it would actually be cheaper to just destroy the stuff. Now, Donald Trump, he's a businessman, so he's already crunching numbers in his head. He's like, look, you got, a, you know, a, a, a helicopter, an Apache helicopter or whatever it was, some attack helicopter. He's like, that thing costs $40 million. You're saying it's cheaper to blow it up than just get it out of there? He's like, give me a pilot and a can of gas, and we just saved ourselves $40 million, plus we keep it from getting into the enemy's hands, right? Like, he had no respect for General Milley. Was, that was the kind of person General Milley is. And why he's still not being hammered, why he's still not being held accountable for all this, I don't know. I don't know why the media is going out of their way to run interference for this guy. Now, granted, he was following orders from the White House, but again, they, the media is just, they don't even want to talk about it anymore. Do you guys even hear about Afghanistan anymore? Absolutely disgusting. Right? And then the one guy who's asking for some accountability um, is placing the brig. He's arrested. And I'm going through the article right now and I'm not seeing. following. Um, here's about his video. He said that he had been ordered to stop posting on social media. Okay. Um, all right. I'm not seeing exactly what charges or anything. It's just. You know, they they asked him to resign, he got out of the military, and now apparently he was arrested for something. For what? Speaking up? Or did they find some obscure reason? Like I said, tyrannical governments, right? They go through, and three years ago he posted a picture of inside of his uh, apartment or something like that, and there's some piece of military equipment sent on the I don't know. Okay, they go through and they'll find crap, right? You speak up, they will find a reason to harm you. That's what they do. So what are we going to do about it? I know what the GOP is doing about it. Apparently, they were having some sort of digital conference to discuss things, to discuss banks um, reporting, our tax inform- or reporting our income to the IRS to discuss these things. Hey, GOP, why don't you do something? Okay, you guys are lawmakers. You can file things. You can file injunctions. Okay, when Donald Trump so much has sneezed in, in any direction, the left was right there with their lawsuits. The left was right there getting it before federal judges. The left was right there judge shopping to make sure they got the right judge to put a stop to whatever order he did. Why are we not doing that? It wasn't illegal or in some cases not even wrong for Democrats to even try that. How come we're not doing that? Why are we showing that we have more integrity? Why are we just sitting there twiddling our thumbs telling the American people, well, we got to get the House back. We got to get the House back. We've heard this song and dance before. We heard it during the Obama administration we got to get the House back. All right, we gave you the House. Well, we got to get the Senate back. All right, we gave you the Senate. All right, well, we got to get the presidency. Okay, we gave you the House, the Senate, and the presidency in 2016. And yeah, sure, there was a lot of stuff that got done, but a lot of it got undone because it wasn't law. Why was it not law? Because you guys didn't do nothing. You guys should have had a whole series of laws and policies and things just ready to go, ready for the president to sign on his first day. Not this whole, let's send one soldier over the hill at a time thing. No, let's send one bill over the hill at a time. No, you guys should have handed them a stack of stuff. Here's tax cuts. We're making a permit. You know, here's here's a school vouchers. alright we're, we're taking away the teachers' union's power to, to dictate how our schools are run. Okay, we're, we're going to the voucher system. Here's your border wall, sir. Let's get it done. We need it. We have 200,000 people a, a month basically trying to cross into this country. And Biden administration is letting them. We, we don't have the resources to take care of these people. It's not about hate. It's not about bigotry. Okay, It's just simply overwhelming our resources. And the Democrats aren't going to help them. They'll say, they'll, they'll come up with a couple little programs here and there, but it won't be any real type of help. Why? Because they just want their vote. If they help them too much, if they actually help them get good jobs and make good money and stuff, they probably wouldn't vote Democrat. So why help them? Right? Keep them poor and keep them ignorant. The Democrat motto. Alright, and I'm back. And so um so can you imagine what it must be like to be a Border Patrol agent right now? I mean my gosh, man. So if you didn't see the pictures, I wish I was still doing video right now or I would I would um <clears throat> I would put it up for you guys. But essentially, some Border Patrol agents on horseback, which Makes sense that we have agents that patrol rural areas on horseback because horses are quiet; they can get around. You know, it's not as dangerous as maybe driving a motorcycle or something crazy. Whatever, uh, it makes sense. But anyways, so there's some still photograph images of agents chasing down some uh, Haitian refugees. Um, I I don't even know if I should call them refugees because I'll get in that for a second. But anyways, they're chasing them down, right? The, the guys are illegally crossing the border. Um, they're grabbing them on horsebacks. And you see these still photographs, and it looks like uh, the Pearl Patrol agents are using some sort of whip or lasso. Now, anybody with half a brain of common sense, anybody who has any type of insight on Border Patrol, law enforcement, anything like that, knows under no circumstances is anybody getting on a horse in law enforcement and using a whip or a lasso to catch people. Okay. Nobody is doing that. In fact, what the picture is actually showing, are what they call split reins. Anyone who's ever ridden a horse, especially cowboy style, use split reins. They're universal. They're easy to use, especially for new riders. Uh, you can tie them in a knot if you want to use them as a like a single rein kind of thing. They're just they're easy. They're simple, and the leather they make sim- uh, split reins from is actually very like lightweight, small. Like even if you wanted to whip somebody with it, you wouldn't be able to do any any harm. You most certainly couldn't use it as a lasso. Okay. But, so these pictures come out. Everyone, of course, is outraged because for some reason in America, we're all stupid. We haven't figured out that the first narrative of any news story is usually not correct. There's usually missing context. There's usually more to the story, right? For some reason, we haven't figured that out. But I'll, I digress. Okay, now, of course, anybody with half a brain looks at these pictures and says, I don't see anything wrong. okay. Border patrol agents doing their job, grabbing guys that are crossing the border, like, grabbing Haitians, okay, people from Haiti. Now, why do we have this influx of people from Haiti? So Haiti has just, it's been absolutely in ruins, right? They've had earthquakes, they've never really recovered from it, and there's just a lot of young men who just, they don't have work. And in Haiti, they don't have money to pay these guys to help fix their own country, right? They're just, they are they're in a crap spot. So a lot of young men left Haiti and they went to Brazil and they went to Chile, right? Because it's a thousand times better there. They're finding work, okay? They're able to learn the local language and they're actually living pretty good lives. But then Joe Biden gets elected and now a lot of them are being encouraged to come to America. Why? Because even though Brazil and Chile might be a thousand times better than Haiti, they say by their own words, America is a million times better than Brazil and Chile. So now they're coming here and they're coming here in droves, right? They're coming here in waves of 1,500 or more. Um, and they're looking for work, okay? Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I do not blame people for wanting to come here to find freedom and good work and a good standard of living. I get that. I understand that. I definitely understand it if you're a parent, okay? I definitely understand it when people wanted to take their kids and have them march across the border hoping that they have better opportunities and a better life here, okay? I understand the desire to do that. However, the message from the right, and the message has always been, you need to come in through the front door, crossing illegally is a problem if you love our country and you want to be a member of our country if you want to work here and participate in our country then the first step would be to respect our laws and our border and they're already failing and tripping on the first step okay we do not hate these people in any way shape or form in fact I am honored I'll say that again I am honored by the idea that somebody is coming to this country to want to be a member of this country who wants to forsake the citizenship of their country and to become a citizen of our country that's a very honorable thing okay i get that i understand that i have empathy towards you but coming in through the front door is not a hard thing to ask it might be a hard thing to do right our system could definitely use some overhaul it could use a few changes i I will give you that but like I said, you have to respect the first law, okay? Respect our borders, respect our process coming through the front door, okay? That's the first thing. I don't feel like we're asking too much. But yeah, then we have poor Border Patrol who these guys in these pictures were suspended. Joe Biden swore that there would be consequences, Right? So imagine you're just riding a horse, doing your job, catching guys crossing the border illegally, citing them out in most cases, taking a few to jail, or sending them back, okay? and now you're being suspended for literally doing your job. And then Joe Biden comes out and says there will be consequences to the Border Patrol agents and no consequences for the people who are breaking our laws and coming into the country illegally. Does anybody else see a problem with this? Why are we calling the Border Patrol the bad guys? Although this is the same party, again, you know, I didn't mean for this episode to be a bash on Democrats episode, but like I said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. This is the party that's been trying to defund the Border Patrol for years now. This is the party who hates the Border Patrol. This is the party who thinks we should just have open borders and people that want to come here should come here. Okay? Why? I don't know. They want to cause chaos. They want to collapse our system. Are they really so stupid they don't understand that's what will happen? I don't know. Okay? Okay. Honestly, if I put on my tinfoil hat, I'll tell you absolutely yes. They want to cause chaos. They want to cause collapse. Understand, there is this theory out there. Well, not necessarily a theory, but there is an idea out there of this great reset. right? The great reset is when you basically shift power in the world from one country to another, from one person to another, from one class to another, from one political party to another. right? But in order to obtain a great reset, you have to obtain a great collapse. right? There's a belief out there that the United States is hindering the progress of socialist and leftist agenda throughout the world. And if the United States just wasn't there anymore or didn't have power anymore, then everything else can grow and become what they want it to be. Hence the Great Reset. So the concept and the theory is to cause basically the United States to collapse. Collapse financially, collapse internally, just collapse. And then they could rebuild it into their socialist utopia with the people they think should be in power and power. With the businesses that they think should be in business and business. With the voices that they think should be on the air on the air. Right? A great collapse and crisis can be used to justify a lot of things, including violations of basic constitutional rights, including the eradication of the United States Constitution. That's the ultimate goal of many leftists. Now, if you're a leftist and you don't realize that, then you are what they refer to as a useful idiot, someone who just steps up and talks the talk and says the right things and spreads the rhetoric and votes the way they want you to vote, but you have no idea what you're actually doing it for. You're just an idiot. You're just a useful idiot. Same people that show up for protests and they don't really understand the purpose of the protest. Useful idiot. Those aren't my words. Those are their words. Read their books. Study their philosophies. They, They will tell you that. Useful idiots. All right. And last but not least, the part that most people are probably looking forward to, the part that people want to hear about, the Arizona audit came back. That's right. After months and months of counting and recounting envelopes, And I will explain that in a second. It finally came back and the media immediately called it for Joe Biden. That's right. They said, well, the audit added 200 votes to Joe Biden and subtracted like 90 from Trump or added 90 to Trump or something like that. Therefore, Joe Biden still won. But here's the issue I'm coming across. see, The audit itself is not really a recount, nor does it actually give anyone the the ability to call the election. The issue that really comes up is, let's say you actually did an audit of all 50 states and you find that, oh, Donald Trump actually did win the election, the Constitution does not really lay out a way to transition power to Donald Trump. There's, there's no way we could really do that. Okay, Congress might be able to just, just use it to justify an impeachment and stuff and put the, the Speaker of the House in charge, but that would be Nancy Pelosi, so I don't know if that would be a good idea right now. Um so there's really no way. So even if we went back and learned that Donald Trump actually did win the election, there's nothing we could really do about it right now that would be a peaceful transition of power, right? Biden would not relinquish and be like, oh, well, it looks like the American people, like, uh, uh, you know, the thing. No, he wouldn't do that, right? We would just be stuck. It doesn't matter what we do. And obviously, if Trump did come out and win Arizona, it, Biden would still be president, right? He would have to have won uh, three of the five states in question. So it doesn't really change a whole lot overall. But here's the thing. <clears throat> So if you look at duplicate ballots, right, duplicate ballots ended up being uh, roughly 17,000 duplicate ballots. So that's ballots that were ended up counting twice or um, ballots that they just found more than one of, right, of the same person that voted essentially. When you look at that and you realize that that was 17,000 ballots, and then you also know the report that about 56,000 illegal immigrants also voted in the Arizona election, and then you realize that Biden only won by about 11,000 votes, right? So even though the audit basically just recounted envelopes because that's all you really can do because the moment you separate a ballot from the envelope, they're, they're kind of separate forever, right? There's no way you could take a ballot and figure out what envelope it matched and all this other stuff, right? It, it's kind of a screwy system. But the point is, is if you take out the bo- votes that we know um, were duplicates and the ones that we know were cast by illegal aliens, Donald Trump actually won. I was talking to my brother about this. My brother pointed out, he's like, he has a lot of friends in Arizona, people that he went to college and stuff with. And he's like, he's like I don't know anyone in Arizona that voted. And I asked my friends down there, and they said they don't know anyone that voted for Biden down there, right? It just, it, Trump had a huge presence there. And he had the, you know, the red wave was very strong in Arizona. Um, and so it just didn't make sense to even a lot of people in Arizona that Biden would wear in Arizona. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an issue. So the audit to me actually did not prove anything. It actually just raised more questions than answers. I couldn't even figure out if the total audit numbers was after they removed the duplicate votes and the, um, the votes cast by illegal aliens. Okay. I couldn't even figure that out. Like I couldn't figure out how they did it or what. So I'm waiting for that information to come out. I'm waiting for the the study to come out so I could actually read and read through it and figure out. But I mean, on face value, I mean, if you look at just that, I would be right. Okay, it would be that Donald Trump won and possibly by a landslide in Arizona standards. Um, But yeah, I mean, good luck actually trying to explain that to people and because the media, again, turned right around and called Arizona for Biden without actually looking at it or doing anything. They just said, yep, see, we told you so, and they moved on. And they stopped talking about it, just like everything else. Remember, January 6th, my theory about January 6th, it kind of led up to a lack... I could attribute all of it to lack of transparency, right? If Biden really won and answer the questions, allow the audits, allow the challenges, allow the investigations, allow stuff to go through. And so we could at least be satisfied and say, yep, Biden won. All right, we'll try again in four years. But they wouldn't do that, right? They put an obstacle in every turn. Okay, even the judges were throwing out cases without even hearing evidence. They'd say, oh, lack of evidence. Well, that's odd since you didn't have an evidentiary hearing. That's not how that works at all. But that's what they would do. Right, And then, of course, people get more and more angry. They get more and more frustrated. And then you have days like that three-hour incident on January 6th. Right? I don't want to see that kind of stuff happening again, but I also just want to see more transparency from my government. Right? If, a, if an election gets challenged, allow the challenge to go through. Don't stop it. Okay? And I want to see more integrity from um, <clears throat> the ballot counters. Okay, if, if I'm at a counting center and a box of ballots show up and there's no chain of custody form, guess what? That box should be thrown out. That's what the law says, that's what everything says. Right? I mean, is that too much to ask? I'm not trying to suppress votes. I'm not trying to remove people's votes. I just want to count legal votes. I want to follow the law. Why? Because there is a potential for fraud. There's a potential that foreign uh, foreign interference Right? There's countries right now that are benefiting a lot from Biden being in charge, and it's reasonable to believe, and there's even evidence in some cases that those same countries uh, interfered in the election and attempted to get Biden elected anyways. We know that kind of stuff happened. Okay? Now, was it enough to actually sway the election? I don't know. I really hope not. I really hope that 81 million Americans cast a vote for the wrong guy. I really hope that a lot of those people are rethinking it now. At least I hope a lot of them are just paying attention enough to realize that they made a mistake. Because that's the issue that we're really having. Honestly, information is the issue that we're really having in this country, okay? You got people who are just low-information voters. Simple as that. We would never need um, term limits or anything else if if it weren't for low-information voters. We just wouldn't. If we actually had people that would pay attention... People who wouldn't just use one news source. People who wouldn't just get their news from overhearing it from their friends or as they're scrolling through Facebook. People who would actually read books and learn history. If we had teachers that actually taught these things in our public schools, we would never need term limits. Okay, We're going to need it. and people actually paid attention to what their local senators were voting for, what their local congressmen were actually voting for, and what they were saying, we would never le- need term limits. But we need them now because, frankly, most people are, are low-information voters. And I don't mean that as an insult. Okay, People are busy. People got lives. right? They can't just have their whole life revolve around the news. I get that. But, again, you are part of the problem. By not being informed, you are part of the problem. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you're not one of them. But I bet you all know somebody. I bet you, you all know somebody who's just like that. They will argue with you. They will disagree with you on stuff, and but they never pay attention to anything. They haven't read a book since they were made to do so as a homework assignment in the ninth grade. But they got it all figured out. These, these are the people who don't even know enough to realize what they don't know. But they will disagree with you up and down. Very frustrating. All right, folks. Well, I'm going to call it right there. Hopefully Josh will be able to join me next week. I am going on a hunting trip. I'm very excited about that. I drew a special tag here for California, so I'm going to be doing that and hopefully I'll have a cool story to tell you guys. Hopefully I'll have a nice big buck to put up on my wall and something to feed my family when there's a beef shortage because I know that stuff's coming soon too. Um, hopefully Josh will be able to join me. If not, Josh, where are you at, man? How did you get a life without me knowing? I, I got to know. I got to answer that question. right, but if you have any comments, questions, anything you want me to address, any topics you want me to cover in the next show, DTP at USA.com. That's DTP at USA.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can even find me on TikTok now, under disturbing the peace. I've been doing silly videos and making solid points here and there. So if you guys find that stuff, great. You can find us on TikTok. Um, Where else are we? I guess we're on Twitter too. I I found out I have have a whopping 100 followers on on Twitter. I didn't even know. I thought nobody was following me on Twitter and I actually looked. Yay!